Hey, welcome to Making Sense with Dustin Lamontang from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin joins us as always. How are you doing? Hey, real good, Bryn. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. You know, about a month, month and a half ago, you and I were sitting in your office having a coffee and we were talking about commodity super cycle. I thought you were talking about some kind of a motorbike or something, but uh, let's talk about the commodity super cycle that we're in right now. Yeah, well, I, I think the uh, the last uh, the last super cycle we saw was from about uh, you know 1999 to 2008, um, and, and and all it, it refers to is just a prolonged period of uh, increasing or, or strong commodity prices, you know, above average. Right. And um, it's it's no no surprise why we get into these cycles. It's uh, you know when you have periods of overinvestment. Um, you tend to you tend to have a lot of uh, development and exploration, and and a lot of commodities eventually come on stream, and then you have uh, an oversupply, and then when you have a period of uh, significant underinvestment as uh, as prices are low, um, you get a you get a shortage and or tight uh, supply markets, and then the prices start to pick up, and then of course the cycle starts all over yeah. again. The, uh, the companies are in the business of making money, and when they see high prices, they start to explore and they start to drill, and then uh, you start to bring on supply again. So the uh, the interesting thing about it, though, is each time we get one of these cycles, the, uh, the supply picture, um, you, you get a floor under the development costs because uh, the, 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 the grades of of uh, minerals that you're finding are just a little bit worse, you know, that they're always going to go towards the economic deposits uh, first and the higher prices go, the more economic uh, certain deposits can become. And then same thing with uh, oil and gas, right? They will, uh, will take the low lying fruit and, you know, maybe some of the stuff like offshore, which is in, in the billion billions of dollar range to develop those fields um, gets, uh, gets green lighted as opposed to, you know, maybe some shallow, uh, shallow gas or shallow oil, uh, or, or shale, uh, wells, um, that can come on stream fairly quickly. Now now, you haven't mentioned one word in through here, and that's the word inflation, because every time I hear about commodity super cycle, the word inflation seems to pop up frequently. Where do you see that? Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, that that's what causes the inflation is, is the increasing price of all the goods and services, right? It doesn't matter what we use. It, it's generally started as a commodity. So whether you're buying that car or truck or, you know, a scooter for the kids or what, whatever it is, um, electronics components, it, it started in the ground, right? Um, we can't make all the goods and services that we enjoy as a, as an advanced society without, uh, those underlying commodities. Um, that's why, you know, that this this type of uh, an asset class really uh, peak, has always piqued my interest because I grew up in a mining town. So when when I look at uh, you know nickel at twenty dollars or copper at five dollars uh, or gold over two thousand dollars an ounce, I get pretty excited because I know that uh, you know the folks in 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 uh, and I have family that work directly in that industry in mining. I know that their their fortunes are uh, are looking uh, you know quite a bit brighter um, the higher the prices go. So um, when when we look at these. Uh, these super cycles, like I said, generally they're they're formed on the back of a tight supply structure and uh, uh, subsequent years of extremely low investment. People people forget that 
you know, all this oil pumping um, has around a 4% uh, replacement rate, uh, a natural decline rate uh, over uh, each year. So, which means you have to spend, you know, trillions of dollars uh, to replace that, just that 4%, let alone in, in uh, uh, let, let alone um, also have that incremental growth uh, that is built in as well, right? So if, you, if you've got a, an oil and gas complex, for example, that's using 100 million barrels a year and, and it's naturally declining by 4 million barrels uh, a year, you got to replace that four, but also next year it's going to use 101, right? So yeah. you need to keep investing for, for those eventualities when supply becomes tight. We have seen some record prices here over the last few months too. It's amazing, is it not? Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable, and and it, it kind of reminds me of the uh, of the commodity squeeze back in uh, in two thousand eight, and that that's interesting because it was just kind of the end of the uh, of the commodity cycle back then. If you remember, there was a, a huge banking crisis um, based on a really shoddy credit um, that was issued worldwide. So the the uh, the, the, the bubble burst in 2008, and I, I think it was Lehman Brothers that finally kind of, uh, you know, popped the bubble, the credit bubble. But we're, right now, I think we're, we're seeing record prices, but it's a very unique situation with, uh, with Russia um, really kickstarting those commodity prices, making them skyrocket because of the sanctions. I think in a normal commodity cycle, we, we probably would have saw $100, $110 a barrel crude, but it might not have been until 2023 or 24. Right. Um, the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine just exacerbated all the, all the uh, commodity price increases. Um, and, and then add that, uh, add transportation bottlenecks on top of that picture. And, you know, you've kind of got a perfect storm here for price increases. Um, and, and, and of course, uh, companies are going to be scrambling to try and get mines into production and, and wells drilled on, on the oil and gas side. Um, but you know, there, there's also been a, uh, severe lack of infrastructure investment in, in the mining and oil and gas as well. So now you're getting all this new supply online over the next couple of years. Uh, you have to be able to transport it as well. Right. Right. So, this is uh, this is why the the industry has been screaming for uh, pipelines um, to try and get product to ports, right? Uh, if if we'd have been a little more organized as a country, or if there wasn't so much uh, government um, opposition to developing our resources in the last five years, we might already have uh, LNG ready to go to uh, to Europe uh, to take it and 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 uh, Asia to take advantage of these high prices. Um, Canada has, uh, you know, an abundant amount of natural gas, but we can't get it to market because we don't have the, the pipeline to the coast. Right. It's being built, but, you know, it's a couple years too late as it turns out. Um, hey, better, better late than never, I guess. Yeah. And with all this going on with the commodity super cycle, how are you holding up? Because I, I had a chance to come over and have a coffee with you in your new office. You're in a new location, right? You betcha. Tell everybody a little bit about your new location because I know that it's getting busy for you. Yeah, we're we're on the south side now um, in a development called Windermere, um, just off the uh, just off the Anthony Handy on the southwest side. So it's it's nice, nice and bright and cheer, cheery in here. It's a good yes. place to 
good spot to work. Um, and, uh, you, you know, when, when I look at what's going on in, in the world with, uh, obviously we're very lucky to live in Canada, um, and, and to have the, the standard of living and, and the, you know, worry-free sleeps at night, uh, that most of us tend to have. Um, but certainly, uh, I, I, I worry, uh, just like the next person about what can transpire in, in some of this conflict. So I'm definitely, um, not just, uh, you know, full force risk on, uh, by, by, by commodities and, you know, everybody's account uh, with reckless abandon, I'm, uh, I'm tiptoeing and I'm, and I'm being very selectful in the sectors and the companies that we're buying for clients because a uh, capital preservation is, is number one in, in, you know, at the top of the mind at the end of the day, when you get into these situations. Right. Uh, but of course you want to take advantage of the price increases at the same time. So sure. it's a Right. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you and maybe make an appointment to come and see you, how do they get a hold of you? You can give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or you can uh, email me at uh, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. All the information in our show notes, so check it out and also check out the website, which is researchcapital.com. Dustin, thanks for your time today. Awesome, Brim. Thanks Uh, again. All right. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Have yourself a great day.